how are all of you this morning? You guys look fabulous. Oh, shucks. Thanks. So um, before I get started, I want to just, she's going to get a little upset with me about this, but I'm okay with that. Sarah Lee, could you just stand up for a second, please? <laughs> yeah. So I just, I want to, I want to just honor you because I love you. And, and as you know, since uh, I first met you when I came to this church, I'm one of your biggest cheerleaders. And from day one, I was like, we got to get a microphone in that woman's hands. And I have to tell you today, I was like, I don't need to preach. Let's just pass the microphone back off to Sarah. But I, I want to tell you, the scripture that came to my mind was Romans 8.19. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. And I have to tell you, Mama, you have been unveiled. And I just hear God saying, don't stop yet. Don't stop now. Continue to move. Continue to move. Continue to move. Because there is so much more that he's going to ask you to do. And I just want to do something else that is going to make you even more upset with me. But anybody in this room who has been impacted by Sarah Lee, please stand up. Somebody grab her a tissue. (laughs) Turn around and look at him, Sarah. We love you. We honor you. And I just want you to know that I heard God say this is just only a small portion of the harvest that you have reaped. So, God, we bless her. We honor her, God. We thank you for her heart and her zeal and her passion for you, God. And God, I pray that you continue to release an anointing on her to pour out to generations to come, Father God. Lord, that as she's sitting in her old, old, old age, Lord, people are coming to her, sitting at her feet, saying it's because of you and your words that I am serving God today. So, Lord, we release her into the fullness of all you called her to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. We love you. We love you. And I just want to encourage the rest of you. There are many of you here that are yet to be unveiled. And there are so many of you who have a calling and an anointing and a purpose for your life. And you just have to step out and say yes to God. Which ties perfectly into my message today, by the way. Um, because we've been doing this, this series called Own the Vision, right? And so today I am honored to be able to speak about one of our values called boldly, we boldly respond to the Holy Spirit. So I actually have two people. I've asked Angela and Amy, would you guys come up front, please? I have two people. I asked them to share two testimonies today that they um, shared with me recently, because this is, both of these testimonies are great examples of how in our everyday life, we just boldly respond to the Holy Spirit. All right. So Angela, you're going to go first. Sure. I'll go first. (laughs) Um, First, I need to do a little backstory. Um, There are about four or five ways that Dale and I can get from our house to here. Um, We've tested them all out over the last five years of where we live, and we found that one is the fastest. Uh, That one we don't like to do because it takes us down a road that I will not say because I don't want to offend anybody um, that is not the safest to go down. And every time we go down, I literally pray, God, keep us safe on this road. Uh, that being said, last week I had a meeting with Mary, and uh, I was running a little bit late, and I'm driving down that road because it's the fastest, and uh, I drive past this, uh, it's a scene that like just caught my eye because there's a woman that is standing, and she's got a bright red coat on, and so that's what caught my eye, and I looked, and there was a guy that was on the ground. He kind of almost like, looked like he was just sitting there, except that the woman was like pacing back and forth in front of her, him. Uh, so when I looked, I thought, well, that doesn't look right. And I just kept driving. Probably about uh, 500 feet down the road, I get the prompting from the Holy Spirit, turn around and go back. And I literally said, are you crazy? Do you know what road I'm on? I'm not going to go back there. I kept driving. Probably another 500, maybe 1,000 more feet. I heard him again, go back. And I'm like, uh, okay. All right, well, I'll go back, but you need to protect me because I don't know what's going on there. 
So I turned around and I went back. And as I pull up, I put my window down and she was yelling over to a guy in a pickup truck and she is screaming. He fell. He hit his head. I'm waiting for the ambulance. And I thought, okay, now I got to get out. So I got out and I went over to her and I just asked, you know, is everything okay? And he looked like he was okay. He was extremely drunk. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, and he's extremely drunk. And she said, he's not supposed to be drinking. I can't get him to stop drinking. He won't even give me the beer that he's holding. And he tripped, and he fell, and he hit his head. I'm waiting for the ambulance to come. She is a nervous wreck. She's sobbing. Um, so I just said, okay, I'll, I'll stand here, and I'll wait with you until the ambulance comes. Um, just then, the rescue truck comes up, and the EMT gets out, and he walks over to her. In the meantime, I'm standing right next to this guy, and he kind of taps me on my leg. And I looked down. I said, hi, what's up? He goes, got a beautiful lady right there. I said, you sure do. She loves you a lot. That's why she's here with you. He taps me again and says, I got two beautiful ladies here. I'm like, yeah. yes, but this woman loves you. <laughs> she's here waiting for the ambulance with you. And so the EMT comes over and he's, you know, he's talking to the woman. So I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to let you stay with her and I'm going to go. And she's just, she just, her and I connected eyes and she was just shaking and crying. And I went over to her and I said, come here, come here, come here, come here. Gave her a hug. And I said, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Can I pray? And I just said, God, just touch this situation right now in the name of Jesus and let everything be okay. Let him be okay. Let her be okay. And she said, I'm a recovering addict myself, so I knew I couldn't just leave him here. Um, and I said, well, everything's going to be okay. And I left them to the ambulance crew, and I got in the car, and I started leaving. And I said, God, what was that all about? I mean, why did you need me to stand there with this woman? I don't understand. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, it's not for you to know. And I said, okay. So I began praying. Lord, just touch this man. Let this be the day that he gets the help that he needs so that he can recover and eventually give his life to you and be a change in this world. So I don't know what the whole reason was other than maybe I just needed to be there and pray, but God protected me on that road. <laughs> Stay right there. That's good, right? When we have altar ministry, um, me and Diane... Um, my granddaughter, Tirza, comes up with us, and she wants to pray for people. But last Sunday, there was an accident at her house that um, one of their friends fell, hit um, the wall, and cracked his head open. And Tirza immediately wanted to lay her hands on him and pray for him. So she she prayed. She said, make sure, you know, she even told her mother, my daughter, Delena, you know, keep your eyes open and lay your hands on him. And then she actually prayed, um, God, just make his pain go away and make him, make it, when he goes see the doctor, that it's going to be like a tickle of a pickle, and make it level one, maybe a two, and I pray for safety when he goes to the urgent care, and so anyways, Delaney had called me over to watch the kids so she can take him to urgent care, and she waited for him when he arrived, that, um, she goes, how was it, how was it, and he had to, you know, say it was very, easy going. It was just like a little pinch. But just seeing um, Tears is so excited that she's praying for people. It's just encouraging. How old's Tirza? Eight. So we have Angela driving down a dangerous road, chooses to respond to the Holy Spirit, disrupts her life. This is an eight-year-old girl who's being taught about responding to the Holy Spirit and stops what she's doing because someone gets hurt and prays for them. So I want to thank you guys for sharing. Um, God bless them. Continue to use them in mighty ways and honor them. But it's so, I just wanted to share, it's so simple, right? It's so simple to just stop and respond to God, and yet it's so hard. And it challenges us in ways that we can't imagine. And, and then we feel so bad later. We're like, why couldn't I just stop? Why didn't I just take the two seconds it would have to just let that person know they were loved? Or why couldn't I just boldly pray for that person to be healed? And what is it, God, that, that's stopping me from listening to your voice and, and being res, um, responsive to the Holy Spirit? And so I wanted to encourage you with these two testimonies because one is a young girl. You know, age doesn't matter. We're all learning to respond to the Holy Spirit. And one is another young lady. <laughs> 
She'll be thankful for that. She's not in here right now. Also, responding to the Holy Spirit in everyday life. So I want to encourage us because part of what I want to share with you, actually all of what I want to share with you, is about us responding to the Holy Spirit. So we boldly respond to the Holy Spirit. This is one of our values at, um, here at Faith Chapel. And if you haven't actually seen these before, I actually should have put a picture up. But uh, is there a bulletin? May I have one of the bulletins, please? On a bulletin, if you haven't looked at them ever, that's okay, I forgive you. Um, but on the bulletin, there's these four circles, and they tell you what our church values are. And they are to, we are growing to be more like Jesus. We are a family like no other. We love the person in front of us, and we boldly respond to the Holy Spirit. These are the things that we go after as we do our mission, raise up disciples to impact their world. We believe that a disciple grows to be more like Jesus. We believe that a disciple is part of a family like no other, a family of other disciples raising up others to impact their world. We believe that a disciple loves the person directly in front of them at any given moment, and we believe that a disciple boldly responds to the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not, I, I tend to fall short for these values sometimes. And I, I'm okay with that in the sense of I know that God's working on me, and I don't use that statement as an excuse to, to fall short, but I use that to remind myself that grace is needed in this process of growing with God, right? We need to give ourselves grace. We need to give each other grace. But we also need to be challenged. We need to encourage each other. We need to challenge each other. When somebody's standing in front of you and they say you have a headache, or if you ask them for ibuprofen, are they asking you if they can just give it to you, or are they asking you if they can pray for you first? And it seems small, but a headache is something that we so... We, we, take, it, we take for granted the fact that we have something as simple as a pill to take it away. When people in other places don't have that, right? And the only thing they have to rely on is God. So are we willing to, even the small things in life, pray for them first? Do we really believe that God wants to move in even the smallest areas of our lives? Because if we believe it for ourselves, we can believe it for others. And something as simple as praying for someone on the sidewalk who has a headache and it goes away, that's an encounter with God that forever changes their life. That's an encounter with God that might get them thinking about a God that they never even believed existed might actually be real. So the simplest things, pain in their shoulder, you can give them a pill or you can pray, right? Uh, I stubbed my toe and it hurts. Okay, well, God can take care of that. But it's those small things that as 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 we usher ourselves forward in the small things, we start to become more and more bold, and we start to be a little more brave in praying for the bigger things. Not because we're getting good at it, but because we're seeing God move. And we know that if he cares about something as simple as a headache, how much more will he go after cancer? How much more will he put a bladder back in its place? How much more will he do if he cares about something as simple as a stubbed toe? Um, I wish I could find the picture. I was trying to look for it. But I remember one of the most impactful moments for me, and this was one of those times that in my life made me realize how much God just cares about us and our desires and our what, like what we desire in ourselves. And um, there was this young girl. I was on practicum for my school of ministry. It was my second year of school of ministry. And I had this opportunity to go all to the other side of the country and um, minister and, and preach in several different churches. And we were at one, and there was this young little girl, 15 years old, and she walks up to me, and she goes, I have bunions, they run in my family, and I just want to be able to wear high heels. Right? Like, first of all, I was, I was completely taken aback by the fact that she was so, like, she, she was so aware of her father's love for her, that she knew she could ask to wear high heels from God. Like, that just shook me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I would never have thought that. I would have thought, this isn't inconveniencing my life. I just can't wear high heels. Not the end of the world. I'll live with it. But she's like, no, I want to wear high heels, and I know that my Heavenly Father knows that I want to do that, so he'll care about it, and I can can ask someone to pray for it. So we pray for her, um, me and two of my other classmates, and we spent, I think it was, like, close to 30 minutes with her. And we saw, 
like where there was no space. I, I wish I could have found the before and after photos. You like you couldn't even see a space between her big toe and the pointer toe. It was so turned over and completely flat. But as we prayed, we were seeing her knuckles shifting and her big toe. It was pulling back upward, and you could see the space between her toes. And I just remember her looking at down at her feet. I'm going to start crying because it's so real to me. But And her, her, her father coming behind her and was standing behind her. At this point, they didn't realize what she was being prayed for. And she just looks up at him like this. And she's like, Daddy, there's space between my toes. And it was so powerful, right? So powerful for something so simple as a little girl who wants to wear high heels. And who knows like how much that has impacted her life. How much has that changed her, her willingness to go after God and to believe him for the big things? Because this was something that was just so, like, seems insignificant to a 15-year-old, but was really big and powerful to God. So I want to encourage you that nothing's too small. Nothing's insignificant. And it's like Angela said, sometimes it's not for us to know. What God told her, it's not for us to know, Right? It's, you know, for any of you, it's like that nunya, it's nunya business. Like, <laughs> God tells you nunya, it means nunya business. But it, it's one of those things where it's, are you okay with not seeing the results? Are you okay with not knowing why? Are you okay with maybe never knowing what God did in that person's life years later and just being obedient to him? So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Why do we do this? Why do we respond boldly to the Holy Spirit? Because a display, a, to display a God of love and power to a world that's in need of a Savior. We display a God of love and power to a world that's in need of a Savior. We respond boldly to the Holy Spirit because the world needs him. They need him. We need him. I mean, we need him still. We're, we can sit here and say we're Christians and we're, we're going to go to heaven, but we still need him every single moment of the day. Every single second. Sometimes, like, every breath that we take, we're like, God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. And even though we don't always say it, there's a part of us that knows it, even if we don't acknowledge it. We need God. This is not, we are talking in school of ministry in our second and third year class the Christian walk is not an easy one. Can, who can attest to that here? It is challenging to stay the course. It is challenging to stay faithful to a faithful God. We need him every single moment of the day. And we need to recognize that other people need him too. And we can't keep him to ourselves. There is a broken world that is hurting out there. People that are clueless of a God who desires to just pour out his goodness on them and to just pull them in and tell them that they are loved. So many people have never been told that they, I love you. They've never even heard the words I love you before. So many people. I, I, don't, I don't ever, um, in our family, there is not a single moment, my sisters and I, my, my parents, Anytime we hang up the phone, we say, I love you. Even if we're about to see each other in two minutes. I love you. I don't ever say goodbye. I always say, see you later. Like, I have expectations that you're going to be there. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's, I love you. Like, so many people have never heard those words. And they're aching to hear it from a God who loves them unconditionally. They have to do nothing other than just say, okay, he loves me. And even if they don't, he still loves them. We, we get to bring that to people. We get to show them miracles, signs, and wonders. And they get to manifest through us to point them to a good God. When we boldly respond to the Holy Spirit. And it's impossible to live a supernatural life without the Holy Spirit. It is impossible to live a supernatural life without the Holy Spirit. You can try to do it on your own. I guarantee you, I promise you, you will not get far. You will get discouraged. You will feel defeated. And and you will give up. But the Holy Spirit empowers us. When we think back on Acts, in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit falls on them, right? And then Peter, a man who denied Jesus three times, is suddenly emboldened. Is that a word? Emboldened? Is that I just, okay. Is that, where's my English teacher's at? Uh, he, he suddenly gets this boldness 
to just start speaking to the masses about a good God, about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, a man who died on the cross to save not just Jews, but Gentiles alike. The Holy Spirit empowered him to start walking into the calling that he had, to start, to start stepping out and preaching the gospel. The boldness of God filled him and gave him the authority to do what he was called to do. I apologize. So we, we, we do this because we need the Holy Spirit to empower us. If you ask for boldness, you will receive it. If you believe that he will give it to you, you will receive it. And you have to act on it at the same time. God's love is a love of action. I mean, I, I, I'm not the first one to ever tell you this. Agape is a verb. It is a love. It, it means love, but it is a verb, so it's an action word. English teachers, correct? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Instantly, I'm like, noun, verb, pronoun, adjective. Okay, um, but it's a, it is an action. God's love is a love in action. And, and when we start to experience his love, and we have his love inside of us, now it becomes an action out of us and through us for the rest of the world. And, and what happens is, as you're driving down the road, the Holy Spirit says, turn around, go talk to that person. As you're walking through the food aisle, getting your groceries, and I know for some of us, we just go to the grocery store and check out. You're like, you're, you know, you're just like, I've got this, 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 and this. But what if God says, slow down? What if he says, slow down? I remember there was uh, someone in my class that shared a testimony about how they're, they're walking past the frozen food aisles, and there's a woman standing there. And he walks by her, and he just hears one name. And I can't remember what it was, but I'll just say um, baby, just because it's the only thing I think of. And they're like, uh, and they walk back just, they just keep going up and down the aisle and they did it like seven times and just kept hearing the same name and they wouldn't do anything about it, but they knew it was the Holy Spirit. And they're like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Just, just tell her, just tell her what you heard. So they walk up to her and they're like, this is really weird. We're, we're taught to say this, like I'm a Christian and I'm learning to hear the voice of God. And so if this doesn't mean anything to you, that's fine. But uh, I just wanted to let you know as I was walking by you, I just felt like I heard God say baby. And she just broke down crying with one word because her grandfather had just passed away. And that was the name that he had always called her. And it was just this moment where God, she was just, she was just sharing how much she had just missed him, how she was longing to just hear him again, and she was really close to him. And God just gave her one word that he knew would mean all the world to her. And one person was willing to be obedient. It took him seven or eight rounds. <laughs> it looked like a weirdo who couldn't find something in the frozen food section. <laughs> but... Eventually, they said yes to the Holy Spirit. And this woman who was broken and mourning the loss of a loved one was encountering the love of a God who says, I acknowledge you, I recognize your hurt, and I love you, and I want you to know that I see you. And we don't know whatever happened after that, but I guarantee she walked away thinking about those things, about a God who thought that I was worth stopping for just to let me know that he knew I was hurting. It's powerful, right? It's powerful. I, I've had people just, without even realizing, just encourage me in something that I'd been really struggling with. They're like, hey, I don't know if you've been told this lately, but, and they'll just say it. And I'm like, thank you so much. And then I walk away crying, of course. Like, I'm like, thanks. And I go away and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but you know, you just, you don't know. You don't know how much it's going to impact someone. So it's the simplest thing sometimes, build people up. Jesus focused on bringing heaven to earth. He never lost sight of that vision or purpose. Matthew 6, 9 through 10. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. If Jesus as a man needed the Holy Spirit, to do the mission that he was called to do. How much more do we? How much more do we? Our mandate, our focus as heaven has been, always will be. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. And we can't do that if we don't say yes to God. We can't do that if we don't, even the slightest ushering of the spirit, 
we don't say yes to that. Um, Sharon Keegan and I were chatting a couple Sundays ago about something that God was laying on her heart. Uh, she's awesome if you haven't met her yet. Spend some time with her. She's a blessing. Um, we were talking about something, though, that she, she felt like God was laying on her heart. She goes, I'm not quite sure if it's him, though. It might just be me. But she's like, but I'd rather say yes and be wrong than say no and be wrong. And that was powerful, right? And, it, and I was just like, yeah, that's so good. He's so good that even if it wasn't something he was asking you to do, the fact that you were willing to be obedient and in your uns- being unsure, he responds to that and he blesses that. So if you feel like maybe, I think maybe it might be God, just go with it. Because one of the best ways that I learned how to hear God's voice is by getting it wrong. <laughs> just going to be honest, like getting it wrong, right? I was like, oh, that, that maybe wasn't him. And it, it was, you're still gentle. You're still kind about it. You're not, you're not in someone's face being rude. But it was one of those, I think this might be God. I'm not sure. So I'm just going to step out and, and just trust it and know that God knows my heart is to do his will. And if it's not his will, please, God, just turn me at any moment. But that was one of the best ways I learned to hear his voice is the moments that I got it wrong and still trusted him in the process. And know that if the motive is love, if your motive is love, you're really never going to get it wrong. You're really never going to get it wrong. So we are called to love one another. When you respond to the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit will begin to demonstrate God's power. First uh, Corinthians 12, 4 through 11 There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. But all these gifts, this is my add-in, all these gifts are available to everyone. Which is also biblical, but my add-in in in this moment. (laughs) All these gifts are available to all of us. And the more we exercise them, the more the Spirit will reveal itself and demonstrate God's power through us. It's not, it's not going to just happen overnight. It will happen in quick moments, but it doesn't, a muscle doesn't grow overnight, right? I'm not a bodybuilder, in case you didn't notice. Um, but <laughs> I also don't regularly go to the gym. I do have a gym membership. Happy New Year. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I do still know how muscles work, and they don't grow overnight. I remind myself that about having to go to the gym. It's not going to grow overnight. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> but it does grow in measure, in little moments, and in more moments. And the stronger it gets, the more you get to lift. The stronger it gets, the more God gives you to do. And the thing is, is it's not a burden. When he gives you the more, it's exciting now. Because you've seen how much he's done already. You've seen how much he's moved in your life by watching him touch others. One of my favorite things to do is much, don't get me wrong, I love, I love sharing the gospel, I love being a part of ministry, I love praying for people, but I love, I absolutely love, it brings me to tears frequently, um, which in case you haven't noticed, probably doesn't, it doesn't take much, but um, I've got a big squishy heart, it's okay. And, but I love watching people receive 
a word from God or receive healing from God, watching them feel touched by their father. I, 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 it's, I try not to stare too much because it's awkward if they see me, but I just love watching it because it is the most beautiful thing to watch somebody encounter God. It moves me in ways that I can't express because it does. it's not even one of those, I want that too, because I know I have it anytime I want to. It's one of those, God, this is what it's all about. This moment right here where they just realized how real you really are, how much you actually love them. And whether I got to be a part of it just from being there and seeing it or laying my hands on them and praying for them or being the one to deliver the prophetic word, it doesn't matter to me. All that matters is that person got to encounter God. When it's not about us, you're moving in love. The more we move in love, the less and less it becomes about us. The less and less it becomes about us. When you boldly respond to the Holy Spirit, your life is not about you anymore. When you boldly respond to the Holy Spirit, you, you've turned around from the me, 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 me mentality to the God, what is your will today? Use me today. Use me today, God, to encounter one of your children, to, for them to encounter you, to be changed forever. At least one, God. At least one. And then maybe the next one will be two. But start somewhere. We have to start somewhere. If we don't start somewhere, we never get anywhere. And there are too many people who have not encountered God's love. There are too many people who are broken and wounded, who need healing and acceptance and identity in Christ. The Spirit of God will manifest Jesus right in front of you. He will manifest right in front of you. If you believe it, it will happen, and I believe it because God has proven himself faithful. And if you don't believe it, say, God, I want to believe that this will happen, so I'm going to do it anyway because I want to believe. I want to believe, God, that your word is true, that when you say you heal, you heal, that when you say you love me, you love me, that, God, when you speak, those words are truly yours. I want to believe, God, that you are a good God. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief, God. Jesus. We're just, I'm sorry. We just. God, we just come against unbelief right now. God, any doubt that is lingering in this room, God, any doubt that has been stirred by someone who feels like you maybe have failed them, God, when it was actually man, it was not you. People who are, who they have a hard time believing your goodness, God, we come against unbelief right now, Lord. Jesus, move, Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit. Come, God. Jesus. Ma'am, would you would you mind standing up, please? The one sitting in the white jacket with the fur on your hood? Yeah. What's your name? Go ahead. Jennifer, I feel like God says that you've been contending for a long time. And your heart has grown weary. And it, Portia, would you mind putting your hand on her, please? Is it okay if Portia pray, puts her hand on you while we pray? She's a mighty warrior of God. I would, I would love for her to come put her hand on me right now. You're good. God, we bless Jennifer right now, God. 
Lord, we thank you for the fight that she has not stopped fighting, God. But Lord, where unbelief has started to come in and creep in and start to doubt the goodness of you in her life, Lord, we come against that right now. We bind the works of the enemy in her life. And we say, God, you move mightily because you love her. And where, where anything is, has tried to tell her that your love is not great for her as it is for others, God, that she is not as worthy of your love as others are, God, that she, she doesn't deserve the goodness of you because of what, she, what she's done in the past, Lord, but others do, God. We come against those lies right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we release you, Jennifer, to feel and experience the goodness of God right now. The experience the goodness of God right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we heal her heart right now. We heal her heart right now. We speak healing to the deep wound in her heart right now. In the name of Jesus, be released to experience all God has for you. In Jesus' name, we bless Jennifer right now, God. And we thank you that there is a spirit of belief on her now, God. That there is a spirit of encouragement on her right now, God. Lord, that there is joy resting upon her shoulders, God seeping into every part of her being right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we bless you, Jennifer. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, you're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy. We stop for the one, guys. We stop for the one. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the, what the protocol is. Sometimes you just got to do what God asks you to do. That wasn't planned, I promise you. <laughs> Lovers get more work done than doers. Lovers get more work done than doers. Many people try to muster up enough courage or strength or ability to just pray, to prophesy, when all you have to do is just love the person in front of you. And the desire to see them healed pours out. The desire to see them encounter God pours out. Love changes everything. Love moves mountains. And when we love the way that we receive God's love, people are changed forever. Lovers do more than doers. They, they will change the world more than anybody who tries to just do it. That is not a Nike slogan, right? It is. Yeah. We're not Nike. We are lovers. Just, <laughs> just love. God wants to move mightily. We respond boldly to the Holy Spirit by loving the person in front of us. We need to stay focused on heaven. Colossians 3, 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. When our eyes are continually focused on heaven, we live from a heavenly perspective. When our eyes are continuously focused on heaven, we live from a heaven perspective. Living a kingdom reality means that our minds have been developed into a kingdom mindset. Romans 12.2, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the cultures around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life satisfying and perfect in his eyes. We have to change our thinking to kingdom thinking. Kingdom thinking responds to the Holy Spirit. We're already moving in, in, in the move of the Holy Spirit because our, our minds have been transformed to the ways of God, to the kingdom mentality, heaven on earth, heaven on earth. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no disease in heaven. There's no depression. There's no anxiety. There's no poverty. There's no mourning. There's only good things in heaven. We are to bring heaven to earth. We are to bring peace and comfort and joy and deliver healing and rest through the Spirit of God because He is capable of doing those things. Jesus, you're worthy. When we boldly respond to the Holy Spirit, we position ourselves to become an encounter. We get to be someone's encounter with God. We get to be the thing that allows them 
to interact with a God that they didn't know how to interact with. See, my, one of the ways I love to think about prophecy, and I think one of the reasons I love it so much, is because I'm honored. It's like God's always speaking to us, right? Like if, if I was to look out and, and, and in the natural, if we thought like everybody had a phone line connected to their own head from God. Everybody's, it's, it's constantly in communication. God's constantly speaking to all of us. We just don't know how to tune in. We don't know how to listen sometimes. We don't know how to hear his voice. So when you get to do prophecy, it's like we get to step in on behalf of someone who's not able to hear his voice well. And we get to, we get to hear on their behalf and share with them what God's already saying to them. Like, I get to share with you what God's saying to you as you learn how to hear his voice. Like, that's an opportunity for me to help you encounter God and what he's already saying. He's saying it to you. Like, some of the best prophetic words I've ever received have been the ones God's just given me. When I've just sat at his feet and heard his voice for me, and he, and he affirmed in me the things that he's calling me to do. And then he'll bring other people into my life, and they'll confirm it through their words that he's speaking as well. And I'm like, I know, because God already told me that. But thank you, God, that you are faithful to confirm. He's faithful to confirm. See, we get to help others encounter God. When we respond boldly to the Holy Spirit, the world is changed. Every seat in this, in this sanctuary, I almost said pulpit, every seat in this sanctuary would be filled when we boldly respond to the Holy Spirit, because people can't help but want to encounter God again. Just to sit and experience him again, to come in and fill this front with worship because they are so excited about what he's done in their lives. We boldly respond to God. We boldly respond to the Spirit. And, and, and we have to have three services because we can't fit everyone into this building. We boldly respond to the Holy Spirit, and people flow, they, they just pour in by the masses just to encounter God again, to learn about this man who thought that they were worth dying for, to learn about a man who says, my stripes heal every sickness and disease, to hear about a God who says, I, I have the riches beyond measure to pour out on my children, to provide in ways that the world could not imagine. And I don't know if you've noticed, but we have a lot of empty seats here, guys. And we can change that. And it's not about numbers. That's not what I'm saying. But it is about creating an atmosphere that people desire to be in because they encounter a God who loves them so much that he thought they were worth stopping for just for a headache. Just to say, baby. Just to say, I love you. Just to give them a $2 bill. Joan Russell, she carries around $2 bills if you didn't know that. Just to give them $2. Which doesn't seem like a lot of money, but for that person was exactly what they needed to get the food to feed their family a full meal that night. What's even crazier is when you give them the only change you have in your pockets is $1.37, and that's exactly what they needed to feed their family that night. Can you imagine... You're short $1.37, you pull out, and the person behind you just gives you the change in their pocket, and it's exactly what they need. That's how good God is. I remember my parents telling me a story of a missionary. I don't remember the dude's name, but he, <clears throat> sorry, he, he was, uh, he just, we were, we were living in Russell at the time, so I was really young, and I just remember God told him to go to the bus stop and to get a ticket to go to a city that was much further away than what he had money for. He only had $20. The ticket cost uh, 50 and he literally only had a $20 bill. A $20 bill. God says, go and get a ticket. And he goes, and he says, I swear to you, as I'm, as I'm putting that $20 bill across the counter into the tender's hand, I watched it turn into a $50 bill. And you can choose to believe that or not, but I choose to believe that. <laughs> because I'm like, God, do it again. <laughs> Lord, do it again. This is the same man who shared another testimony where God was telling him to fly to another country. 
And he goes, I don't have the money. God said, go to the airport. So he goes to the airport, goes to the bathroom. And when he comes out of the bathroom, he's in a completely different airport in the country that God called him to go to. And again, you can choose not to believe it, but I choose to believe it. And anytime I have to do a long road trip, I'm like, God, do it again. <laughs> but it's, he still said yes, knowing he didn't have the provision. He himself did not have the actual provision in his pocket to do what God called him to do. But he said yes and went. And God made the natural supernatural. We have a supernatural father. And when we say yes to him, when he knows that we will boldly walk in what he calls us to do, he does some really crazy, miraculous things. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live on testimonies of the past. I want to have to fight for the microphone because there are so many testimonies that we can't share and we have to hold a completely separate service. We have to hold a service separate just for testimonies to sing about the glory of God, to share about all that he's been doing in our lives and through our lives, to celebrate him and him alone, to give him the glory. I want us to be able to know that when we say yes, God moves in mighty ways. We boldly respond to the Holy Spirit because sometimes it's really hard, even when it's just a headache. I remember one of the first ways God used me for um, praying for healing was with my father, which for me was really hard because he's your dad. You know what I mean? It's like he's the spiritual one in the family. He was the one who prayed and heard God's voice. And and, and it was hard for me because uh, it was at, so much more goes into that story. But I remember I was at his house. I was in my first year of school ministry. And he had just had, he had something happen where he had these large wounds on his leg. And the biggest one was like the size of a half dollar. And I was like, I'm just going to pray for him. He had, oh, he had a cellulitis infection, and it was really bad. This was years ago. And I was like, I just, I didn't even ask him. I'm, 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 he's sitting on the chair. He has his leg up. I just reached over and just touched it and started praying for it. And I was like, all right, I got to go. Drive down the road, roll over. And I was like, whew, whew, okay. And to kid you not, the next morning, my mom calls me. And she goes, it, it was actually a few hours after they woke up. But she's like, you won't believe what happened. Daddy stepped out of bed and didn't even realize that he put all of his weight on his bad leg. And when he looked down, the, 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 the wound that was the size of a half dollar was no bigger than a dime. The infection was completely gone. I was like, that's amazing. Love you. And I hung up because I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it was, it was this moment where I was like, God, you really want to use me. And I never believed it before then. I hoped for it, but I never believed it. But if I didn't step out, I would never have known. I would never have known. So I'm going to ask you to stand. And I want to encourage you. And I'm going to ask you, if you want to really start to step out in the boldness of God and responding to his Holy Spirit, then do it today by taking a step in the natural and coming to the front and walking out to the front out of this comfort of your seats and say, God, I am going to boldly walk forward in front of everyone now to make a declaration that I'm going to do it when no one else is looking. I'm going to make myself uncomfortable today, God, knowing that if I do it today, I am making a promise to you that I am going to be intentional on doing it when no one else is looking, God. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are gracious, you are kind. God, you love us beyond measure. And Lord, you desire to use us in mighty ways. In mighty, mighty ways. Allie, come forward, please. God, you desire to use us in mighty mighty ways. And God, we say to you today that we will do it. We say to you today that you, we will do it, God. We say yes to you. Allie, you need to come out of the background. You were meant to lead people into the heavens in anointed worship. 
You need to stop hiding behind the scene. You need to stop, stop being quiet. Stop trying to keep your voice down. You are called to a ministry that is going to open the heavens, that when people in worship are just going to get healed just in worshiping. There are literally going to be physical healings happening as you lead people into worship. But you need to start being intentional with your time with God and allowing him to lead you in the equipping. Yes, let's pray for her. Equipping them and empowering them and setting up set lists that are specifically given to you from God. And people will say that set list makes no sense. And you're like, it doesn't matter because God said so. Your boldness in worship is going to bring healing to many God, we release her right now into what you're calling her to do. And we say, more, Lord, more, Lord. And, Lord, we break insecurity right now in the name of Jesus. We break insecurity right now in the name of Jesus. And we say, go forth, chosen and loved and celebrated in heaven right now in Jesus' name. We bless Owen, God. We thank you for the mighty little preacher man that he is, Lord. Give him a voice, God. Lord, we thank every, we thank you, God. Every person here is to be unveiled in the heavens, God. Every person here, the earth is waiting for you to be unveiled. The earth is waiting for you to be unveiled. The earth is crying out for us to walk in the fullness of what God has for us. God, we release everyone here to let them know you are called to do ministry, and your ministry is your everyday life. You do not need a title. Your title is child of God. Your title is child of God. And you are released now as an ambassador of heaven to walk out in the boldness of the Holy Spirit and knowing that sometimes you might get it wrong, but if you step out in love, you will always get it right. Lord, I ask that you continue to pour out your anointing on everyone here right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the boldness, God. We thank you for your kingdom falling here tonight, today. In Jesus' name, in the mighty name of Jesus, we release you, God, to have your way in our lives. We release you. As as Randy Clark says, I'm a coin in your pocket. Spend me how you'd like, God. Every day, Lord. Every day, God. However you choose, use me. However you choose, use me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If the altar ministry is ready, any any leaders, if you feel led to pray for anyone, if you want to linger up here, you're, you're welcome to. You are officially released at this point, but if you feel led to, to stay longer in God's presence, stay by all means. There will be people up here to pray for you, to minister to you. God, we bless them right now in Jesus' name, and we release them for all that you've called them to do. Amen. God bless you guys.